Hey moms, welcome to the Moms in the Know podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Zuniga, and today my guest is Nicole Lucido. She's a mother of two beautiful and full of life boys. She became a stay-at-home mom about six and a half years ago, and she says it's the best decision she's ever made. This year, Nicole started homeschooling her boys, and she has no regrets. Nicole has a business degree along with auditing certifications, and prior to staying home, she sold and managed commercial insurance and managed a workers' compensation auditing company. She has a passion for natural healing and wellness, which is part of her family's daily life. And this coming year, Nicole and her husband, Anthony, are launching a business in the growing hemp industry and will be traveling throughout the country and homeschooling her boys along the way. Welcome, Nicole, to Moms in the Know. <laughs> there's so, yeah, there's so much to talk about and so much I want to hear. Um, but I want to obviously start at the beginning. So tell me about your life before you decided to be a stay-at-home mom, and then talk about what made you uh, decide to to start staying at home. Okay, so, uh, you know, prior to having kids, you know, I was, well, I had my first one when I was 29, so prior to that, you know, I went to college, and while going to college, I had my, I I had a job in, um, at a large commercial insurance brokerage in the Bay Area uh, near San Francisco. And I was an admin there. And then I just kind of continued on with insurance and continued until I got my business degree. So I worked full time and went to school online full time. And because I didn't have anyone to help me, um, you know, my parents, they just didn't pay for my school. So I had to do it all myself, which is fine. It, you know, it builds character. But, you know, I went to school and I just continued to work in that industry and um, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. So being in sales was something that I intentionally put myself into because it challenged me to get out of my shell. And I'll be honest, I, I never liked it. I liked the insurance aspect of it because I'm one of those odd people that understands insurance, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the selling part was tough. And then uh, after, well, towards the end of just, you know, selling and managing commercial insurance, I went to India for five weeks through a program through Rotary. And I visited uh, insurance companies there and did lived with host families and did a lot of different cultural tours and whatnot. And then when I got back, some of my old clients started a, a workers' comp auditing company and they said, hey, do you want to come run this for us? And I said, sure. So that's how I got into auditing. And I was selling you know, workers' comp and general liability and professional liability and auto and all of that stuff for many years. So I understood the auditing process and then I got into that. And then I had my first son and it was, it was really hard leaving him at home, but I just, I just decided to, and to continue working. And then my second son came and he was about six months old and I just wanted to be home with him. Um, How you know, old? What's the age difference between your sons? They're 22 months apart. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, my older son was two and my younger one was uh, six months old. And it was, it was funny because my husband always wanted me to stay home, but I mean, he never pressured me. It's like, whatever I want to do, he doesn't care, but he, he always just wanted me to. 
So I started staying home and he thought, God, this is wonderful. I, I never, ever thought that you would stay at home because I was always really career driven and success driven. So this was a new challenge for me to stay at home, but staying at home, I, I've never, I've never been a hundred percent full-time stay at home in the sense where I left the auditing company to stay at home, but I still managed stuff for them probably for about six months. And then I was like, I can't do this. It's just too much. And then my husband and his brother started their automotive business. And I basically, I started helping them, you know, get all their licensing and insurance and all the bookkeeping and taking care of all the finances and all of that stuff. And I've done that since they opened their business in, um, they opened in July of 2014. So of course we started doing stuff in about March, April of 2014. So, um, I have never really 100% been full. I mean, I was at home working, but not 100% in it, I guess, but that's okay. I I got it. I don't know. I'm like that person that I've always got to have something going on. I guess it's something to stimulate my mind. Um, so not like right before kids or before me staying home. Right. So did your kids, um, you know, when they were little, did they go to daycare? Did you, were you at home with them? Like when you say you did part work and part, um, you know, stay at home, what did that look like? Well, before I started to stay home, my mother lived with us and oh. she took care of the kids. And then when I started staying home, she moved out and then the kids did when my older son turned three he started in the special ed preschool program in our school district. And then the same with my younger son, when he turned three, he started in the special ed program as well. Um, But on the times where they weren't, I just figured out, you know, since I worked at home and I created my own schedule, I just worked around what I could do with the kids. So I just kind of made it work and it's always kind of, (laughs) excuse my language, a shit show around here, but. (laughs) Yeah, you kind (laughs) of have to give up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to give up keeping your house clean or any of that crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. my OCD with cleanliness. I, I've I've come to a point where, okay, how much dirty am I okay? Or how much dirty can I handle? <laughs> so I'm definitely not as clean as I used to be, but you know what? There's so much more to life. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So you you just said your kids um, were in special education or special needs or tell me about that. They, uh, both of them had speech delays. So Mm -hmm. they were, there's a special needs slash special ed um, preschool program in our school district where they get to go to the public school for like, it's like a half day program, four days a week. And then they got to take the bus. So they were really excited about that. I wasn't so excited because our transportation district department around here is really, really bad. Um, but you know, they were excited. And then my younger son has a speech delay and he used to have really bad sensory issues and he has a lot of food allergies and eczema and, um, because of all of those things. And then myself, I have some autoimmune disease and whatnot. So because of all of that, it really changed the way that we lived, um, in regards to food and toxicity in our lives. Wow. So is that, so then you became involved in health and wellness. Was that the catalyst, your health, your kid's health, or at what point? So it was my health. Um, I was always a sickly child and, you know, I started cutting different foods out when I was a kid. I quit drinking soda when I was 15. I slowed down on the dairy when I was, you know, in my early twenties. And then 
Um, my younger son, when he was about two months old, I came down with C diff. Um, yeah. It's so I got it from taking clindamycin, a he heavy duty antibiotic, because I got mastitis while I was nursing. So, uh, that kicked in the C diff and then the GI doc said that I couldn't heal the C diff with anything but flagell, which was another heavy duty antibiotic. I'm like, you know what? You guys have been over antibiotic in me for my entire life. Wow. And he, I, he, I said, well, I can't nurse my baby. And he goes, well, you can just pump and dump for two weeks. I'm like, seriously, oh <laughs> that is wow. not the way this works. So I just, that was the first time where I really did a lot of research on my own and read a lot of different blogs of people's different experiences on how they healed themselves from C. diff. And some did, you know, different probiotic protocols along with the antibiotic. And I just, I went vegan, gluten-free, took a very heavy duty probiotic and a uh, very high quality multivitamin. And I healed it on my own and I've never had a recurrence. So, wow, wow, yeah. that's so inspiring. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'm an intelligent person and I, you know, I'm that person that'll read a news article and I'll read 10 different ones to come up with whatever it is I feel is the truth. Because yeah. I, right now there's really, you know, big corporations fund science and science isn't really truly objective science anymore. So right. I think that we all just have to go with our gut and decide what works for us. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's so refreshing to hear that. And one of the things that I love is how, you know, us moms, like they, I, I hear some people saying, oh, she's just a mom. What does she know? Like when I have an opinion about something or I hear another woman, oh, she's just a mom. And it's like, yeah, you don't understand, like, especially when it comes to our kids, like we read, like a lot of moms, if, if you have the time, you know, we, we, like nobody knows our kids more than we do. And so we do our own research and I do the same thing. And uh, it's, it's so, uh, you know, wonderful. What did your doctor think when you just said no, thank you to his protocol? Um, he didn't really say anything. What we had, um, I just, he gave me the prescription to get the antibiotic and I never filled it and yeah. I just never called him back. But then, yeah. you know, like three years down the road, I, my liver started hurting and I ended up, um, have, getting, or being diagnosed with um, autoimmune hepatitis. And he, I had gone to see him and had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy and he couldn't find anything wrong. And then he scheduled a follow-up for me and I had already been talking to a functional medicine doctor and I just canceled my follow-up and just never went back to him. So he just, he doesn't remember me. You could tell I'm just a number to him. And I remember the first time I saw him, I said, well, you know, I was diagnosed with IBS when I was 19. He goes, oh, you don't have IBS. They diagnose everybody with that. I'm like, but you haven't even really asked me any questions. And he goes, oh, just boil your broccoli. Like, <laughs> Alrighty then, I can tell you have no idea about nutrition because you don't boil vegetables, but yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So with your functional doctor, um, is that who you kind of stuck with or have you moved to other doctors from there? You know, what kinds of. Yeah, I, I didn't, you know, my functional doctor, it was a, a program that I did and I can't remember if it was, I think it was like a six month program I did with him where I saw him twice a week and he does brain based therapy along with nutrition and supplements. 
So I saw him until I, I felt I was at a point where I was healed pretty well, but I still had to continue with the protocol. But when you uncover you have an autoimmune disease, a lot of times you discover that you have other things, you know, like then I had adrenal fatigue and then my insomnia was getting worse. And then I had SIBO and, um, parasites and, yeah. Yeah. you know, the list goes on. So I quit seeing him, but then I kept doing my own protocols. And then I do see, I have a naturopath that I see now. I actually just had a session with him this morning. And yeah. then I started working with a genetic specialist. He's out of Australia, uh, for my son and I, and he's helped us a lot as well. Wow. Wow. So just, what did you say it was a, um, with the functional, it was a brain. What did you say? What they call that? it brain-based therapy. So yeah. based off of whatever condition you have, they say that, you know, what their belief is, is that there is a connection between the brain and your gut and whatever else is going oh, on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like depending on what you had going on, like I had to wear red glasses and I had to do different eye exercises with my hands. Yeah. And, and it's funny and you have oxygen in, well, I'm at high altitude. So they followed some other doctors that were doing this at low altitude and that the lower altitudes, they weren't using the oxygen. So they weren't getting as good of results up here where I live. So they brought the oxygen in and it really helped their results. So I would do those exercises with the oxygen. Um, and that really helped. It would help with my sleep sometimes. And, wow. you know, I, I think that he really helped me you know, figure out what's going on. You know, I did the autoimmune protocol and I, I'm basically for the most part still on that because I'm super sensitive, but you know, whenever I reintroduce foods, I'm like, Oh, you know, I feel really weird like this and this. He goes, okay, cut out. He knew it. I mean, this guy's brilliant. He knew exactly which food it was. It was causing that particular symptom. And you would take that out and you wouldn't have it in that symptom. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, this guy's really brilliant. And I mean, he's probably the same age or younger than I am and I'm 38. So wow. he's just like one of those prodigies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like, to me, when you talk about your original doctor and how, um, and I don't, I mean, I think a lot of doctors are fantastic. The ones I've loved over the years, the ones who went to Western, you know, med school and they were Western doctors, but then saw the limitations and mm -hmm. studied further. You know, those yeah. are the doctors I love, but you know, and how medicine now is just really changing. And we're not just, you know, we're not compartmentalized, you know, we're, we're a living, breathing, uh, very intricate, you know, um, human <laughs> being that, that there, I, I don't know, there are just so many ways that you can get to good health from different angles, depending on, you know, what you choose is best for you, I guess, you know? I agree. But, and I, I feel, you know, I have a hard time with Western medicine doctors just because I feel that my son and I have been damaged by Western medicine. Um, but you know, the thing is, is they don't look at, at your body as a whole, as a holistic unit. Um, they, they look at each system independently and they try to treat that instead of going, you know, first off 70, over 70% 70 of our immune system is controlled in the gut. So if you're having gut issues, it could definitely affect your heart or diabetes or this or that, you know, my, my grandmother has gut issues and her GI doc says, oh, diet won't help you at all. Uh, you know, so there's just, it's just, it's so maddening because yeah. there's that school of thought. And then, then you have all these other people over here saying, no, 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 you, we need to look at the system differently. And what I, I, I really feel that is a lot of, there's still so much we don't know and that we don't understand. 
And one of the places that Western medicine fails us is that they're so narrow-minded, not all of the doctors, but there's many of them that are so narrow-minded in the scope of what they learned in school that they're unwilling to open their, their minds to anything that could, any possibilities that could lie without outside of whatever it is that they learned. Right. And especially when you consider how much they paid to go to med school and right? how much pressure they receive from the medical and pharmaceutical industry to promote the products they were taught to, you know, prescribe. Exactly. So it's like, oh my God, it's, it, to me, it's a recipe um, for disaster. It didn't used to always be that way. It didn't no. used to always be that way. When we had, oh. you know, back in the day, my grandmother used to talk about the family doctor who would come around. But back then, people's lives were so much less toxic and, you know, it's yeah. a completely different environment. But um, yeah. So and what issues does your son have? Well, um, he has a lot of food allergies. Mm -hmm. So uh, for him, we have to be careful what he eats. Yeah. And um he, you know, he has a speech delay. And at one point in time, he used to have meltdowns multiple times a day. His sensory issues used to be so bad when he was um, a baby and a toddler that I had to bring four or five changes of clothing with us because if he Aww. got one drop of water on his clothes, it was, it was meltdown central. Aww. So if I didn't have, I'm like, it's just a drop of water. It's okay. It'll dry. I remember. And he just, it, it, it was the end of the world. And then wow. he started to lose eye contact and bang his head on the wall at one point. Oh. We reversed that. Luckily that was short lived. Um, because then I just opened up and I said, no more, no more, we're done. And I, I did take him to an allergist to do the prick test on the back, which did, you know, those tests are not hundred percent accurate, but they do at least kind of give you an idea. And it's interesting. Some say, oh, well, the blood tests are more accurate than the prick test, but his blood test came back and said he had no allergies. And then the prick right. test that he had, you know, he's allergic to chicken, beef, corn, wheat, and white potatoes, but he's yeah. sensitive to all grains and eggs as well and dairy. Right. So, but none of those showed up anywhere. Um, so I just, I kind of had to use what I learned about diet and nutrition to heal myself, to yeah. heal him. And I just stuck with it and I, I watch him very closely. I can tell what's, what's going to, you know, how he's going to react to something or when he has a reaction, I know what it is because I watch him all the time and, you know, we check poop all the time around here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Home, mommy, come check my poop. Like, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and that's one thing people, maybe, maybe it's gross, maybe it isn't whatever, but if you're not having healthy bowel movements, you have problems. No, so, now they're getting into like fecal transplant, right? And your yeah. intestines and stuff like that. So, Hey, well, and when I, I had Western this, medicine is, is, is exploring that. So, you know, you yeah. Know. Well, and when I had the C. diff, when I was doing all the research, I had called the doctor. I said, you know, I don't want to take that flagell. What, what about a um, fecal transplant? <laughs> And they, they kind of laughed at me and they go, well, we don't really, well, we don't do those here. And we only do those if you've tried absolutely everything and nothing works. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, well. Yeah. So how do you think your son, like what, was there an incident or was it just um, that he inherited, you know, conditions from you or what, what, what do you think was at the root of his health problems? Well, you know, I think, um, I'm just going to come out and say it, but he's vaccine injured. Okay. So, um, 
he, you could just see, I even spread them out and did one shot every month or every two months. And he just continued to get worse and worse and worse over time. Yeah. He was so, yeah. I remember he would get so sick with like whatever kind of, um, like head colds or whatnot. I'd have to hold him down and suck the snot out of his nose. And Aww. he was just miserable. And, uh, I think that that was part of it, but you know, there's so many things that play a role. Like he also, um, you know, I took, when I had the clindamycin for the mastitis, I nursed him while I took that because my doctor said it was okay. Well, I don't think that was okay. So I think it just, so many things compounded really affected him. And now we know he has MTHFR, both mutations. Um, I cannot say the whole name of it. It's MTHFR. There are two two different genetic mutations that prevent your body from detoxifying. So yeah, so his 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 genetic specialist says, well, um, he has um, his metals are so high, it's like he can power a nuclear power plant you know, and because his metals are so high, he's super high in aluminum, mercury, arsenic, like, you know, so you're constantly detoxing too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is an area that I think, I mean, it's already starting to boom, but it's really going to get um, people's attention. This whole, whole area of detox, because we are just living in such a toxic environment and from the day, you know, babies are born, just, I mean, us moms, we're picking up all the toxins. People don't realize, like in the air and water and everything we use in the house. And I mean, it just is, and and then you're right. I mean, vaccines, which is a very taboo topic, but I agree yes. with you there because on the first day of birth, I don't yeah. understand why a baby needs a vaccine. Why do they need a sexually transmitted disease? of hepatitis B, a bloodborne illness to be injected in yeah. them at 24 hours old. Right. I didn't let either of them sense. get that at 24 hours old. I'm like, no, what are you, what are you talking about? What? Yeah. There, there is no reason why they would need that. Yeah. It does, it's if you're just a not. mother who has hepatitis B, but I don't, my husband doesn't, we right. don't know anybody that does like, and he's not having sex anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's hope not. Right. It's just, there's no logic to that. So yeah. But it comes back to the toxicity, which is, um, which is, it already is growing in awareness because you can't hide from it. There comes a time when, you know, everybody's going to start having health issues if they aren't already. And, and the only people with the answers are the people that, like people that you're going to see Mm -hmm. who understand toxicity. And how to cleanse. It comes from the air, the water, the soil the food. I mean, it's absolutely everywhere. So that's why I say, you know, I feel the vaccines contributed. I don't know that they are a hundred percent the cause, but, um, because we live in such a toxic environment and his poor little body just cannot get rid of that stuff. So, so, but you did say that it sounds like you've made some progress and that he is detoxing. Um, yes. And can you, so you can see a difference, what kinds of, uh, methods do you use for detox? Well, first and foremost, food. Um, Food, I think some people, you know, they want that quick little detox, a box of liver detox or that detox from the health food store. And that's, 
you know, if you continue to eat a toxic um, diet, that's gonna, going to do you no good. So the first thing we do is food. Everything we eat is organic. And I also order my meat from a regenerative farm. So I get, um, you know, meat from a farm where the animals are humanely raised. They're not fed any corn or any um, grains at all. They're fed what mother nature intended them to, pe- to eat. Yeah. So, you know, food first and foremost. Then we also do um, the TRS, which helps get rid of the heavy metals. It's, a, it's zeolite. It's like a mineral oh, yeah. that helps detox from the heavy metals. Yeah. We also do, um, we've done a lot of different uh, parasite cleanses because him and I both have parasites. Yeah. Uh, that so helped common. Yeah, it's very common. And people think that, oh, you, you don't live in a third world country. Well, guess what? <laughs> yeah. We have them here, trust me. Well, people um, travel and also they're on like um, produce coming into the country. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, don't you agree? Or do you think like they can, parasites, because we've changed our gut, um, our guts, you know, with the foods that they're more susceptible, you know, they're, yeah. they can last longer in our gut and proliferate. Yeah. If you have a strong microbiome, then you're, you, you know, we all have parasites anyways, but depending on the integrity of your gut, if you have a weak gut and a weak microbiome, those that um, environment is opportunistic for parasites. You know, yeah. my husband and my older son, I mean, they've been around my younger son and I, which have parasites. And so of course you're going to spread them throughout the house. It just happens. Those yeah. two are fine. Right. Yeah, they're fine. Like they don't have any issues with anything, but my yeah. younger son and I do. So they definitely have a stronger gut microbiome than my other, than my younger son and I do. Yeah. Um, and then we also take, him and I also take probiotics. And then because of the MTHFR, we're also vitamin, vitamin B deficient. Oh. So we have like a variety of different B vitamins that we take. And then I also do CBD oil. And yeah. that, you know, I started the CBD oil a couple years ago. And I swear right after I started that CBD oil, his meltdown started to go away and he doesn't have them anymore. And what, because I know there are different kinds of qualities and I mean, all the things you're talking about, the supplements and all that, isn't quality an important, um, you know, consideration? Absolutely. And you, because we're so sensitive, I sometimes I'll spend hours researching vitamins, reading every single tiny ingredient on the label. And, you know, now I have it down to what we use and what works for us, but it is, you know, People think you just go get a Centra multivitamin. Those are the worst things ever. You don't digest them. You just, I mean, they literally come out of you into the toilet and you don't get anything from them. So you do have to get high quality um, vitamins and they are- Are there any sources that you recommend? Any sources or, you know, places that you recommend? Like, what do you think of, um, I don't know, like, well, what comes to mind right now is, you know, Mercola, Dr. Mercola. Do you think, like, have you tried his products or is there another- um, website that you go to either for information. Unfortunately, I have to admit I do buy on Amazon. And the reason Uh why is because it is available to me. I know some people say they don't trust their supplements and I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I question it too, but I do, I am able to find one of the ones I use is called Seeking Health. And those are some of the B vitamins that I get. I do have Dr. Mercola's liposomal vitamin C Mm-hmm. And that works well for the kids when they're not feeling well. I'll just give them some vitamin C and then um, it just kicks it out of their system. 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like for myself, I have like some different liver herbs that I take for my liver and I do get those from Amazon as well, but they're like the super clean ones that have absolutely nothing in it. And they're tinctures yeah. that have no alcohol because my liver can't handle the alcohol. So I have to take those tinctures that are not formulated with alcohol. And I guess, I mean, the, the, the obvious, um, you know, right now the obvious answer would be, well, it's people should really go to a naturopath or someone to yeah. get guidance on this. Cause you can't willy nilly just go on Amazon and read the description no. because it's just so all interconnected. Like if you, let's say you take glutathione, but then I don't know, maybe your body doesn't you know, can't excrete it or I don't know. There's just these well, different, and, and, you know, glutathione, for instance, like if you look up glutathione a lot, like a lot of the research I found is that none of the glutathione supplements really actually help produce, um, help your liver. Um, I'm having, my brain is not working right now. Right. Helps your liver reproduce the glutathione. It, it, it doesn't really work. Yeah. I don't know. That's just the research I've done so far, but you know, and then there's, yeah. an, there is one that I really like. It's called, it's from live on laboratories and you can order it directly through them or you can order it on Amazon as well, but they have liposomal, um, they have liposomal vitamins and I like the liposomal because it's more bioavailable and your body absorbs it better. Oh. So I actually buy from them. It's a liposomal magnesium oh. and, um, it works great because a lot of magnesiums really are not bioavailable either. And this one I love, and I just bought their liposomal alpha lipoic acid, which helps uh -huh. your liver produce glutathione. Um, but uh, I just started trying that. So I'm not sure about that yeah, one yet. Yeah. I think I've only taken it once or yeah, twice. Yeah, well, I'll look it up. And for yeah. our listeners, I'll post these websites down below. But of course, I can't emphasize enough that it's really important to find mm -hmm. A naturopath, or even like I used to bring my kids to a chiropractor who did muscle testing. Have you? Oh yeah, muscle testing. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I like discovered my daughter's um, allergies to nuts from with this guy, oh, nice. and he uh, he completely cleared her of kind of similar in the same way, but of uh, parasites. He worked with her on food elimination diets when she was very 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 young. And now she used to be a lot uh, allergic to a lot of different kind of nuts. And now we narrowed it down to just one. She's, she's right. 19 now, but it, but it, so this kind of thing, it is treatable and yeah, it sounds like it you're on the right path. Yeah. And um, then I do want to mention, you know, the supplements that I buy, these are, these are recommendations, you know, ones that my, my genetic specialist or my I other see. doctors have already given to me. I just found them in a different place. So I don't have to constantly keep going to them to get them. Right. right. So, um, and then, and then some of the other little supplements that I buy, like my liver herbs and whatnot. I mean, those are herbs that my doctor re recommended me take years ago. And then with my other research, I'm like, Ooh, it has this extra stuff in here. So it's, you know, I've definitely had direction from my functional doctors and my naturopathic doctor on where to go with this. So I haven't just willy nilly done right. the supplements. I did at one point, you know, because I have MTHFR, if you do some research, some people say, oh, it's no big deal. Just take methyl B12 and folate. Well, because of the type of mutation I have, methyl B12 makes me very, very sick. Wow. And, um, I tried it on my own before I saw the doctor and it made me really sick. And he goes, no, 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 don't take that. That is the wrong stuff for your type of mutation. So 
it is important to find somebody that is educated on these different things and there are resources out there. So. Yeah, there's a, there is. There's a lot out there. Yeah. yeah. What kind of differences have you noticed in your son since you've been treating him? You mentioned he used to bang his head, but he got, mm -hmm. that was a short, um, you know, incidence, but what other kinds of changes have you noticed? Um, well, he now has regular bowel movements before he would have between four and six um, diarrhea bowel movements a day. He used to vomit, so he doesn't do that anymore. Um, his eczema is a lot better. Um, he gets some eczema around his mouth and I've been letting him have a little rice and oatmeal lately. So I've cut that back out because it gives him eczema in his face. His speech has improved. His behavior has improved his eye contact. And it's just amazing. Like we didn't realize that there was like a, like a fogginess behind his eyes. And now that fogginess is gone. So it's like, he's like this bright awake child that, you know, he was, he was always adventurous and fun before, but he had all these little things and you just learn to deal with them. And, but those things have are slowly disappearing. And now he can eat potatoes and chicken and beef, but still all the other stuff has to stay out. But you know, some things are getting better. It just takes time. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay, now um, I'd love to move to the next decision that you and your husband have decided um, to make, and that is homeschooling your boys. Mm -hmm. I know there's another big change you guys yeah. are doing, but I'm going to wait and get to that right now. I'm so, I'm so curious about homeschooling because it's something I always considered, but frankly, I, I never had the guts to do it. And I've, I've heard now in this you know new era that we're in, I've heard of so many families or parents deciding to take that route. And that's really, really exciting. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny because my husband always wanted me to homeschool, just like he always wanted me to stay home. Like <laughs> no way public school. I am not teaching my kids. And seems like he gets what he wants. <laughs> he seems to, but he doesn't ever push it just like organically right. happens. Right. But, um, you know, I had been following a lot of different homeschooling moms on social media for a while and seeing the different things they're doing and my oldest son was really struggling in school. And then my younger son literally hates school. I mean, he tells me, I don't know why kids ever have to go to school, mommy. I don't like school. I don't want to go to school. He was getting bullied. And because he had so many oh. food allergies, his food was different than everybody else's. So he always felt self-conscious to eat his food around people. And then he used to love dressing up in his cowboy gear, but he would never wear it to school because someone would make fun of him. So he's very, yeah. he's like, uber sensitive, I tell you what, and that's gotten yeah. better. But yeah, so, you know, I had decided prior to COVID even happening that this school year I was going to start homeschooling and then COVID happened and I just took them out as soon as they canceled school. I'm like, no, they're not doing distance learning. We're not doing any of this. I'll just homeschool them myself. So what and, grade are they in? Um, technically fourth and second. Okay. Mm -hmm. And since we started homeschooling, my younger one um, with the speech issues, he is talking so much better. He is wow. reading so much better. When we first started homeschooling, I don't know if you know what the Bob books are, but they're no. they're just little phonics books. That, I mean, the sentences maybe have three or four words per sentence that have little pictures. And he was he was just barely reading those okay. 
And, you know, he was reading more in school, but he was struggling with it. So I brought him back a step and we started the Bob books. And now he's reading Dr. Seuss books all by himself. Wow. And that's just since April this year. Wow. So, yeah. And then, and then we're doing, we're doing an at-home Montessori program through Schiller Learning. How did you decide on that program? Because aren't there different ones? There are, it's really, I'll be honest, it's really hard to choose. Um, I decided because I, I went, I did a virtual homeschooling event. I went online and did one of those homeschooling events okay. and looked at all of the different curriculum that they had. And I just decided that this one would be great because he's a hands-on kid. He really likes to, I mean, school bores him. So you have to do something that keeps his interest. So I decided to do the Montessori program and it's working out really well for him. And then my older son, we do an online math program, but we're going to finish that up and I'm going to back him up and do the Schiller learning with him as well. What but is I, Schiller learning? Schiller learning is an at-home Montessori program. Oh, okay. That's so, right. Yeah, it is. And you get all the manipulative, I mean, when you buy whatever program, you'll get all the manipulatives. And I mean, what I bought will last us for, depending on how quickly we get through the program, but you know, two or three years of, of school. Okay. So So, is there like a typical day now of homeschool? Is there like a routine or do you just kind of go with the flow? You know, I mean, what's your approach day to day? Right now we go with the flow. I try to get a schedule down, but with all the changes in selling our business and starting a new business, it's kind of hard. So when we get on the road come January, you know, our goal is to get a really good schedule down. But what I do like to do is as soon as we get up in the morning, we have breakfast, do our chores, and then then hop on and do schoolwork. And it doesn't even take them that long. I mean, they, my younger son will do about an hour and then my older son will do about an hour and a half, two hours. And they just, they're already doing better just with that short amount of time. And I think it's just the one-on-one attention. Yeah. Yeah. And less distractions, less stress. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we just make it fun. You know, I'll, I'll put out different math problems for my younger son on our little, we have this little mat where we put our different cubes and blocks and numbers, and then he gets to give me problems. So he, (laughs) it's funny, he tries to trick me. And so I'll get him wrong on purpose because he thinks it's funny, but. (laughs) Well, I wonder how long it'll be before he'll be teaching you. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Okay. Does your uh, husband take part? Does he, is he going to be teaching at all or does he have time for that? He, he has not helped yet because he's been, you know, his old, his other business, he's just, he was going to work every day. Yeah. Now when we go on the road this next year, we've talked about it and he is going to help with some parts. Mm -hmm. Um, My younger son says, mommy, the only thing I don't like about homeschool is we don't have enough arts and crafts. Well, I'm really not an artsy person. (laughs) So I have a really difficult time with the arts and crafts. I'm like, great, we can do reading and math all day, but the arts and crafts. (laughs) So I gave that task to my husband. Oh, (laughs) cool. He's going to do arts and crafts. And then when we go on the road, they're each going to have their own journal. And I'm going to print out pictures of the different states and they can cut them out and paste them in their journal. And then they can write out different things that they learned um, when we go to each state. And then um, I like the Tuttle twins. I don't know if you've heard about them, but they teach about free market economy. It's more of like a conservative type of a program. And I really like that. So they have really simple little 
um, lessons for kids that my kids age. So we're going to do that as well on top of like their math and reading. And, you know, we don't do, we won't do all the stuff every day. The stuff I like to do every day is math and reading. I feel like that is important. Yeah. Yeah. And then all those other things we'll do like every other day or, you know, one day a week or something. All of a sudden there's so much more time when you're not driving to and from school and walking from your classes or going to lunch or going to recess. I mean, you have so much more time, right? Yeah. And you know, if you think about some people say, well, how is it that homeschoolers, you know, they can just spend an hour and be done with their work. But what they forget to realize is that in public school, you have a teacher that has a classroom full of 20 to 40 kids and you have to teach that lesson to all of these different kids. And then, you know, and then there's like break time and snack time and this time. And so now we get to just condense all of that and just sit down and do a full, you know, full lesson. And my, my younger son, we completed one whole math book already. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So do your kids, um, get together with their friends or do they miss any of the, uh, friendships at school or not? They don't, you know, every once in a while they might say they miss a friend, but for the most part they don't. Um, They both are those kind of kids where they had friends, but they weren't, they didn't go over to their houses. They, they always kind of did their own thing. There's a kid down the street that they play with from school. So when he's out of school, he'll come over, they'll go over there. And then one of my younger son's friends that was in the special ed with him, his mom is homeschooling him. So we try to get together once a week and go to the park or like this week, we're going to go on a hike. Yeah. So we do, we do try to get together and do some things. Yeah. Well, so. I've heard that in some communities, you know, where they, where there, where there is homeschooling, you can um, be a part of that community, either whether to do sports or group activities or field trips, or there are resources for, you know, stay at home. There are, right. there are different homeschool co-ops, but because of COVID, yeah. a lot of things just aren't happening. Oh, of course. Right. So once that, you know, once we get over that hump, I think that we will be able to go and make more friends, but we'll be on the road for, you know, a whole year this next year. Okay. I want to, yeah. So tell, yeah. So please share that. So on the road, what are you doing? So in, uh, in January, we are going to leave and travel the United States for the whole entire year of 2021. And what we are doing is uh, we've started a podcast about hemp and all the different uses of hemp. You know, my husband is selling his business and we were just going to buy another auto shop and just do that. And, you know, he's him and Han. And then one day he goes, you know what, what do you think about just getting an RV, traveling the country for a year and figuring out what kind of business we want to start in the hemp industry? He's been really passionate about hemp forever. And, you know, we're talking industrial hemp, hemp that, you know, you can make paper, clothes, buildings, okay. I mean, medical supplies. We're not talking it's not about like he's a pothead or anything. No. <laughs> get that out of the no. way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's just get right. that out of the way. No, this has nothing to do with marijuana. You know, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I've um, seen like hemp. Um, what was it like bags? Yeah. Bags and clothing. Yeah. And there's just so much made out of hemp. There is, yeah, there is, and it's really good for the environment. And there's so many different things to do within that industry that we're just not sure what to do. So we were just going to travel the country and visit different, um, different businesses within the hemp space and just, and try and figure out what we want to do. And then I said, well, why don't we start a podcast? So now we're going to interview people while we do that. But in addition to that, I'm all, I've also started mapping out different farms so we can buy our food from different family farms along oh, the way. Wow. 
um, you know, I really feel that it's important that we vote for food with our dollar. Um, industrial farms are killing our people in our country. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a little drastic. I don't know, no. but no, it's I not. Think- it's a slow death. Yep. It is. It is. And I think that we really need to get back to the traditional way of farming. So the way I want to support that is by purchasing our food from these local farms as we go. Um, and, and then homeschool our kids as we go too, because they're going to learn so much like this year is going to be us history year. So we're going to learn so much as we go through each of the States and just make it fun. Yeah. That's spectacular. I used to do a lot of camping, uh, when I was younger and with my, my sister and I, we would just have these whole imagination lives. Like once we would set up camp, we would like disappear and, you know, I mean, it was safe, yeah. but, of course. but yeah, it was just so much fun. Some of my, you know, other than getting car sick, <laughs> those right. are my best <laughs> memories, but we didn't have an RV. So you'll have one of those big RVs or a little RV or what. Yeah, we actually, we finally, we've been looking for an RV for a little bit and we finally found and we got like this humongous 40 foot RV and we have a, a Jeep to tow behind it. And, and, you know, I'm, I've been contemplating on learning how to drive it. I don't know if that's really going to happen, <laughs> but we'll see. Cause uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel very uncomfortable driving something that large. Um, but I don't know. We'll see, but we're really, ex- we're really excited to just be able to, you know, be blessed enough to be able to take a year away from everything we're doing to focus on building something new and not have to worry about the regular stresses of life. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's kind of like empowering, exciting and liberating and everything all at the same time. Uh, And what a perfect time, you know, with everything Mm -hmm. that's going on in the world and how everything just seemed to lock, be locked up. It's almost like you guys planted a seed and now here it is. It's just going to grow, you know, it's, yeah. It's beautiful. How beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's gosh, I can't believe it's already been 45 minutes. I just want to keep <laughs> on talking to you. I mean, I have this whole list of other topics to talk to you about, but we're, that's it. We're wrapped up. Okay. Thank you so much, Nicole. And are you going to be driving through Massachusetts? I want you to come and visit, visit us, pull up in your RV. We have a big driveway. <laughs> If we, if we do, I will, we will come by and see you. We haven't, we haven't figured out every single state we're going to go to yet. I don't think we're going to make it to all 50. Um, Well, clearly not Hawaii and Alaska, but, um, but if we do make it your way, I will, uh, I have your contact. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was such a pleasure to meet you and I look forward to hopefully hearing from you in the future. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.